Greetings and welcome to the Antithesis of Superwoman. I'm your host, recovering people pleaser and ASW encouragement coach, Von Fuller, and I am so excited that you're back with me as we progress on this journey of living our best lives without the cape. The title of this episode is Purpose. All right, let's get into it. Again, welcome. Before we dive into today's topic, as always, I want to address a few things. So here are three important details I want to share. One, I am not a licensed therapist. I am solely a person who is passionate about encouraging people to live their best lives. Two, I am a Christian, and while I will share personal experiences that will involve my beliefs, I'm not going to force my beliefs on you in this podcast. And three, I identify as a woman, hence the podcast name, and I am surrounded by a lot of women, so a lot of my examples will be a woman. However, men, please know that I am fully aware that we have supermen out there as well, and if you're feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders but feel like you can't express it because you have to maintain that strong and unshakable image, this podcast is for you. And if you enjoy hearing encouraging tips and tools to go from overwhelmed to overjoyed, join the encouragement fam. Remember to click subscribe, like, rate five stars, and review. Okay, so now that we've gotten all the logistics out of the way, let's discuss purpose. Now I want to jump right into it. Do you have purpose in your life? Do you know what your purpose is? What is your reason for living? What are you supposed to do while you're here? I know sometimes it can get tiring to hear about purpose because it seems so elusive, right? Like this looming thing that you have to obtain but may not really know where it is or where to get it. Or maybe you somewhat know your purpose but don't know how to make it work for you exactly. I think a lot of us look at our purpose and what we actually do for our jobs or careers to pay the bills as separate things. Or some people, people who love their job, look at it as the same. They can absolutely be the same thing, but oftentimes it takes work, risk, and faith. And quite honestly, you can even walk in your purpose in a job you dislike, but you just haven't realized it yet. Your gifts are going to make room for you no matter where you are in life or what career it may be. It didn't say your gifts will make room for you only if you quit your job to do what you love to do full time. I'm a firm believer that your gifts are going to make room for you if you let them. And part of walking in your purpose is operating in your gift. And I keep saying your gifts are going to make room for you because I want you to let that sink in. I really want you to let that sink in. So I talked last week about doing a prerequisite work for growth, right? Because it takes real work and real change to do, but it also takes preparation. Or at least in most cases, preparation helps you a lot. Preparation helps you stay committed, consistent, and focused on your goal. So I want to talk to you today about purpose because purpose is your why. Purpose is the beginning to helping you lay that groundwork for your goal because it's the foundation that you build your map on. So let's get started with the definition. Y'all know I like definitions. What is purpose or what is life's purpose? Like I mentioned before, purpose is your why. Purpose is essentially the reason for why something is done or created. The reason why something exists. It's the main motivation in your life. And this applies to all things, people, animals, even objects. The purpose of a telephone is ultimately to communicate with someone when you're not in the same location. 
The purpose of a house is to provide shelter and a spot to tap into resources if possible, like water, electricity, that are going to help you sustain functionality on a regular basis. I can go on and on about purposes and things that we may rarely think about because we just use it for its intended purpose without a second thought. But that brings up a good point, right? Because when something or someone is being utilized for its intended purpose, it is a huge benefit. So on that note, I'm going to flip the script a bit and talk about the benefits of purpose first before I get to ways to help you find your purpose if you're unclear. So one of the benefits of tapping into your purpose is it helps keep you centered in a few ways. It helps you have a clear vision, which we can then use to keep our goals in alignment. And then it also helps us stay consistent in doing the work to achieve our goals. So essentially, if you have a clear purpose, then you have clear goals and your clear goals help you develop clear plans and your clear plans will help you stay on track with your daily actions. It's the center point or the meetup spot for all things goals and fulfillment. Another benefit and one that I can attest to personally is that having a clear purpose has helped me determine what's important in life. If it's not aligning me with my purpose, helping me achieve it, or making it easier for me to live in it, then it shouldn't have a place of importance in my life. And this is going to sound bad, don't judge me, but this isn't just about things. This can include careers, habits, and even people. I'm just going to be honest. Why have something or someone as a priority of your life when instead of helping you towards your purpose, it's staring you away? Where they do that at? Surely not here, not me, and I hope not you. And I want to be really clear, though. That doesn't mean that you have to go around cutting everyone off that you don't feel helps push you or encourage you towards your goals. That's not what I'm saying. So don't don't go around saying that's what I said. But if you choose to make them a priority over your goals and fulfillment, be clear that you are making a choice to be more distracted and potentially steered away completely from your goal, period. If it's not pushing you towards it, it's helping keep you away. And that's just the honest truth. And for all those who think, well, that's not true. I have people in my life who need to help me towards my goal or steer me away from it. I'm going to call your bluff right now. In love, of course. This is the moment for tough love. So I hope you're open enough to receive it. If you have someone in your life that you feel is neutral, and that neutral party is made a priority in your life, meaning you make the choice to spend more time with them or around them instead of devoting time to your purpose or people who encourage you to strive for your purpose, then rest assured what you're doing is making yourself stagnant. And just like sitting water, it becomes dangerous. You become a breeding ground for issues. Sitting water is a breeding ground for parasites like amoebas that are lethal to humans if ingested mosquito larvae, and all types of bacteria. When your body isn't in motion, it's bad for your health as well. Just being inactive makes you lose endurance. You also lose muscle and bone mass, and your blood volume goes down, which means that your oxygen is being decreased. And then you could take it up a notch. So let's say we're being stagnant in a, in a physical sense of we are stuck in bed. So let's say we're bedridden, which I pray that none of us ever have to be. But say we are, say we have to be on bed rest or something. In addition to the things that I just mentioned, so the loss of bone mass, um, having issues with oxygen, 
In addition to those things, you can also develop bed sores. You can have an increased risk of kidney stones. You can have a higher risk of pneumonia. And it actually causes structural changes to your brain tissue. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much more that it does when you are stagnant physically. And if you don't believe me, look it up. I ain't lying to you. So if being stagnant with water and with bodies is dangerous, what do you think is good for when it comes to your emotions, your spirit, or your logic? I'll wait. Feel free to reach out to me via IG or my website if you can think of positives of being stagnant when it comes to your fulfillment and purpose. I hope you can see now why I don't think it provides any benefit to make neutral parties a priority in your life. Let me keep it really real. We've also seen what neutral parties have done to us in politics, right? Or in civil rights. When you're neutral, you're silent. And when you're silent, it's deadly. Period. Okay. Before I get too deep into that, let's keep it moving to more benefits of purpose. So the next benefit that I have, it doesn't pigeonhole you into one thing. It's different than a job. Your gifts make room for you and your one purpose in life can lead to multiple areas that you're able to effectively make impact. A lot of people think that their career is purpose. And I wholeheartedly believe that you can walk in your purpose in your career. But I think your ultimate purpose is much larger than any one career type. For instance, if you feel like your purpose in life is to be an accountant, you love what you do, you thrive in that field, then absolutely you are walking in your purpose. But I don't believe accounting itself is your purpose. I would think your purpose is actually helping people ensure their finances are in order, which helps them have a better future and keeps them on a positive financial path, which is extremely important. Now, you may have felt led to go into accounting and you may have felt that comfort and excitement when you've reached accounting is okay like this is it this is what I'm going to do so that's where you focus your attention but your purpose's umbrella because I kind of look at it as an umbrella is actually much larger than a niche of accounting so while you may be walking in your purpose by being an accountant your purpose doesn't limit you to only thriving in that field I think it's important to decipher the two because your purpose has such a wide net that it can evolve. But I think a lot of people get caught up in defining their purpose by their career field. So if something happens with their career, like whether they don't like it like they used to or like they thought they would, or whether they get let go from a position that they love, then they feel like they no longer have a purpose and are considered lost and confused. Unfortunately, you see this a lot with athletes because they typically live in a spotlight. But this happens really with anyone who ties their purpose to one specific field. Using athletes as an example, because it's commonly what we know, you see athletes who retire or get cut from a team, and a lot of times they go into a deep depression, they go broke, or they get violent towards their loved ones. I mean, the list goes on. A lot of them are unable to pivot because they felt like their only purpose was to play that specific sport. So their value and their self-worth is tied into that one thing. But what if they knew that their purpose was bigger than that? What if they knew that this was just one of the many paths their purpose could lead them down? You see the ones who know this or learn this and are able to pivot. Those are the ones who start foundations or athletic camps for kids or become coaches or announcers. They pivot and take another path on their journey. Transitioning from that one path doesn't look like a loss anymore, but a new beginning. Because they know ultimately their purpose is to use athleticism to inspire. That's helping others. 
Okay, so the last benefit I'm going to share with y'all today, because honestly, we could talk about purpose all day and its benefits. The last one I have for you today is that it helps you stay grounded in your identity. And I think this is a huge one because identity is so important. Your identity defines who you are. It also impacts how others define you. But please know those can be completely different things because people identify you in accordance to who they are usually and never truly know all of you. But ultimately, what matters most is how you identify yourself. You should know who you are so you can know what your purpose to do. And when you're confident in your identity and who you truly are, what others say doesn't steer you away from your purpose and your goals. And not only does it not steer you away from your purpose, but you aren't easily influenced or quick to follow others who you aren't meant to follow. Just a quick side note here, but I think it's important to mention it's unfortunate, but there are people out there who are looking to prey on folks who aren't clear on their identity so they can manipulate them for their own selfish reasons. And I don't want that for you. So please, please, please be clear on your identity. And what's really cool is you can get a two for one with this because it's actually been shown that the development of purpose supports the development of identity and vice versa. They essentially help to reinforce one another. And this rings true in children just as much as it does adults. So now that we've discussed the benefits, which I hope you see or have been reminded of the value in purpose, let's get into how to figure out what your purpose is just in case you want a bit more clarity on what it is. We've talked about your why being what your purpose is, your motivation, your reason, but let's dig a bit deeper. Richard Later, one of America's most notable and respected executive coaches, gives an equation for purpose, and that's your gifts plus your passions plus your values equal your purpose. So now it's time to do my self-reflection. Be completely honest with yourself and be vulnerable with yourself too because I know that's not always easy to do, but push past some of your discomfort to get to your clarity. So what are your gifts? What brings you the most passion and joy? What are your values? Put that together, that's your purpose. Another way to look at it is the umbrella example that I came up with. Look at what motivates you, your gifts, what brings you the most joy and elicits the most passion. Look at your values and then determine your through line. What's the thing that connects them all? That is your purpose. Another way to look at it is to utilize the question, if money was not a factor, what would you love to do every day? Then write all those things down if it's more than one and extract the common thread through that. Or if it's just one thing that popped into your head, amazing. You made a huge step in finding your purpose. So let's give a quick example. You're doing all this self-study and you come to the conclusion that if money was no object, you love to develop a program for seniors to stay active and learn technology to be able to communicate and function in a different way than they're used to. Great. So if you're going to open the umbrella up on that, you come to your purpose. Your purpose is ultimately to help people going through a transition in life. In this case, it's age and ever-changing technology-dependent society so that they can gain or maintain their independence. Another example is dance. Say you love to dance and do so in front of people. You're not shy about dancing in front of people. So your purpose isn't just dance. It's inspiration through movement and arts. It's nonverbal encouragement. It's sparking a moment of joy in people's lives. Remember, the goal here is not to fit your purpose into a tiny box of one career. 
That's what society has done, but that's not the most beneficial in my opinion. Just like what I talked about last week, society tries to put you in a box and determine your life and its value in association with the career. But that's not what it's truly about. That is not what defines success. I would venture to say that the goal is to determine your purpose so you have the privilege to walk in as many paths of your purpose as possible because each path is going to come with its own feeling of freedom and fulfillment. And on top of that, you'll be able to help different types of people with each different path. This is something that I've dived deeper into just recently. And honestly, it's still a work in progress for me. I ain't gonna hold you. I'm not gonna lie. This is where I am on it. My purpose is to encourage people. Spiritually, it's called the gift of exhortation. And it's defined as someone who comes alongside of someone with words of encouragement or comfort, consolidation, and counsel to help. I'm one of those people who have always known what their purpose is. Being an encourager has always been something I enjoy doing because I love helping people and I always want to see people reach their goals and live their best life. I want to see people not just happy, I want to see them fulfilled. But I do it through honest encouragement, meaning I'm not always going to say what you want to hear. My purpose is to encourage you to live your best life, not say the things that align with you staying in your comfort and convenience zone. And I think a lot of people get that confused. Encouragement is not just a yes man or a yes woman. Encouragement or an encourager is someone who's trying to really help you to be better. And that means they cannot be a yes man or a yes woman. So as you can imagine, everyone doesn't respond well to my purpose, including some loved ones, but that's okay. Even with the podcast, it's one path I'm on under my purpose umbrella. And I know there's some who would rather not hear someone encourage them every week to step outside of their comfort zone and challenge themselves past convenience. Maybe one time a month, maybe quarterly or even annually, but once a week, I'm telling you to do something challenging for internal work. And I know you like, oof, okay, I get it. Trust me, I get it. I get it too. It's not just me giving it to y'all. I get it myself. But I want you to know that goals don't get accomplished if you're inconsistent. You think you can have what folks consider a beach body if you only worked out one time a quarter? Do you think your teeth will stay healthy if you only brush, floss, and rinse once a month? Do you think you can stay clean if you only wash one time a year? What coach would be awarded with the championship if his players only practice once a quarter? You couldn't even play once a quarter and be considered a team because during the sports season, you usually have a game weekly, if not more than that. And I know these examples seem extreme or like, duh, but that's how people need to treat internal work. If you could see the value in doing it for those other things, you need to see the value in doing it for the internal work as well. And the consequences for not doing it are just as toxic and unhealthy as what you imagine the consequences are for the examples that I just gave you. So that is why I'm going to continue to encourage you weekly to be your best self. It's going to take some work, but growth takes work. Think of all the work that goes into gardening so that you can get a bloom or a harvest. You work for months to get a result in one season. I'm asking you to put in that work so you can get a lifetime of rewards. Getting back to my purpose, a quick side note. This is why it's so important to be rooted in your identity. 
I'm thankful that so far the bulk of people have seemed to appreciate my encouragement. But for those that don't, including my loved ones, I'm not changing or watering down my purpose. I love them wholeheartedly, but their disagreement doesn't sway me from my purpose. It can't. I'm staying rooted and doing what I know I'm purposed to do. And if I'm being completely transparent here, because I fell into society's trap of accomplishment and success, even though I always knew my purpose, I used to think it was the most worthless gift of all. Because by world standards, what are you going to do with that? Yeah, you can help others reach their goals, but that wouldn't leave you with anything you could call an accomplishment or success. You can't pay your bills and invest the rest with encouragement. (laughs) Or at least that's how I felt because that's what I was told. So growing up in school, they spent a decent amount of time trying to determine what career would be best for each student. And they'd ask you, what do you like to do? An answer of encouraged people will often leave teachers or school counselors looking at me like I was crazy. Like, well, all righty then. This kid won't be making any money in life. (laughs) Seeing those responses as a young kid of what you're passionate about not seeming to have any value doesn't leave you feeling very good. So what do kids do? They adjust. What can I do that helps people and makes money? Being a judge. Okay, so now I wanted to be a judge. As I got older, I learned that you need to be an attorney first before you can become a judge. Okay, so I'll go to law school and become a lawyer first. Then I learned that there were all these different types of law. Okay, so I'll get into entertainment law to help young entertainers not get taken advantage of. And then I looked at law school prices for the ones that offered the type of concentration that I wanted and how much time it would take, how much money it would take, And I lost my desire to move forward because although that was one path I could have taken in my purpose, it wasn't one that I thought spoke to my passion enough. It's one that I came up with because teachers and school counselors didn't think my purpose was good enough or valuable enough. They couldn't fit me in a box and quantify how successful I would be. Now we live in a world of life coaches, podcasts, and increased popularity of therapists. So I'm hopeful that if a kid today were to say the same thing that I did when I was young, they would get a completely different response for verbal and nonverbal cues. So fast forward to now. While I'm still on a journey to discover what paths I'm most passionate about in a world of encouragement, I am happy I'm utilizing one path under that umbrella to talk to all of you wonderful people right now in this moment. And I hope my encouragement has been beneficial to you in some way. I hope this has helped you truly see the benefits of accurately identifying your purpose in life and some steps on how to get clear on your purpose if you're not already. And with that, it's time to move on to our weekly segments, the encouragement challenge, the beacon of encouragement, and the encouragement quote. Your encouragement challenge this week is to take steps or continue to take steps to walk in your purpose and to please remember that your purpose does not need to fit in one little box or career field. If you don't take anything else from that, from this episode, please take this. Do not try to fit your purpose in a box. It's too big. It is extremely too big. Okay, next we have this week's Speaking of Encouragement. This week, we're celebrating Zernona Clayton Brady. And today, we are honoring her because she is walking in her purpose. She was born in 1930, y'all. Her and her twin sister, and they grew up under a father who was a pastor, mother who was a first lady, but who still worked regular jobs with the government. 
So she grew up and went to college, majored in music and minored in education, and even became a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. But it became clear that her passion was in civil rights and her purpose was helping people be treated equally. So she started working with the National Urban League in Chicago, even working undercover to investigate racial discrimination, and then started working under the direction of Martin Luther King Jr. She helped plan marches for MLK Jr., coordinating programs to end segregation, and even more notably, was a major part in Calvin Craig, a grand dragon of Georgia's KKK denouncing the Klan in 1968. You want to talk about some power and influence, okay? That is something else. And if that wasn't enough, she made history when she became the first Southern African-American to host a daily primetime show. It was called the Zenona Clayton Show. She went from host to producer to corporate VP of Urban Affairs. And if I couldn't end it on a better note, she created the Trumpet Awards, an award show that honors achievements of African-Americans. So thank you, Zenona Clayton Brady, for all that you've done. You are a true beacon of encouragement. If you'd like to nominate a beacon of encouragement of your own, feel free to contact me on my website, www.antithesisofsuperwoman.com, and submit your nomination. Remember, a beacon of encouragement is anyone who has encouraged you in life. They deserve a spotlight, so let's give them one. Okay, now to the encouragement quote. The meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it all away by Pablo Picasso. And with that, I want to thank you all for joining me in season two, episode four. I am also grateful that y'all are still rocking with me here as we go on this journey of living our best lives without the cape. As always, please know that I do not take it for granted. If you enjoy spending time with me talking purpose, then join the Encouragement Fam. We're here with open arms. Like, subscribe, and follow on any platform or podcast are found. Remember to rate five stars and review. I can't wait to meet you back here next week for an all-new episode. You won't want to miss it. If you have encouraging topics you want me to discuss, a beacon of encouragement you want to nominate, or questions you want answered, feel free to let me know by visiting my website, www.antithesisofsuperwoman.com, or hit me up on Instagram at antithesis underscore of underscore superwoman, and check me out on Twitter at antithesis s. Talk to you next week, and remember, no cape, no cap. Bye.